Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Song and a Chat with your host, Pete Pascoe. That'll be me. Uh, we're going to have a look at the song called Driving Home Blues on this episode. Uh, looking forward to sort of diving in and see where the song came from. Woof, yeah, <laughs> woof. Look that. That sound. I think I might just. I was sort of having a bit of a muck around with the um, the song just before I started recording this episode, just to sort of think, yeah, will I give it a go? And I think I will. And I've, I've come up with the idea of some sort of spooky strings, man, putting that in there. See how we go. All right, I think it's time to roll a bit of intro music. Here we go. How welcome. Yep, song in a chat, another episode um, where I endeavour to put you in the shoes of a songwriter, let you know how it feels, that's the idea, and um, why would I do that? Well, I think that songs sort of, in a way, could be perceived as coming almost from another planet. Um, you know, we, we sort of stream them, and we kind of, some of us know someone the, you know, maybe the songwriter and that sort of thing. But, you know, as far as the process goes, um, it's it's possibly not sort of looked into as much as it could be, I think. Um, perhaps one of those reasons is, one of the reasons might be is, um, it can be a bit tricky. Uh, personally, I have found it a most enjoyable thing to leap in and, and look at how a song is composed, both because I sort of sit here with my piano. And um, the way I go about these episodes is you know, a lot of demonstration, I think, and going about it in a creative way and in a place of uh, coming from a place of feeling. So all those sorts of things are coming from a creative space, um, and I think that's a, not a bad way to, not a bad sort of state to be in when you're looking at uh, analysing something creative, if that makes sense. Sense of play. <laughs> All right, Driving Home Blues was written in 1991, song 190. Um, a little bit of backstory just before we start. A um, few ups and downs in my life romantically at this point in time, and one relationship in particular was uh, it was fairly brief, <laughs> and it was I just didn't know quite whether I was coming or going with it. And there was it actually dovetails nicely with another song, but I'll... Um, I'll talk about that in a minute. Driving Home Blues sort of came out of thin air one night. I think it's time to roll it. Here we go. Why don't we just get right into it? Here we go. This is going to have a go at Driving Home Blues. Roll it. Thank you. 
How's that for a, a moody little number? It sort of uh, came out of left field, didn't it? <laughs> Driving home blues. Now it's been sitting in the books for some time. And um, yeah, one of the great things about the podcast, which I've said a few times now, is it's helping me rediscover these songs. Goodness me, I, I, you know, amazing. There you go. Sitting in the red book. Um, where did Driving Home Blues come from? Yep, that was the feeling... Was the, the relationship sure that was uh, stormy? I guess you got that from the strings. So I brought that in. I, I thought that kind of worked as a, an element to bring in there. Um, I'd like to have some atmospheric, sort of reverby, sort of guitar bits, sort of a la Mark, Mark Knopfler in there. I think that might work. Um, I can tell you now the other song I was saying that was dovetailed with was these bills which was actually on a a previous podcast i'll put the link in there um it was these bills blues was on the uh album the tasman bridge which i recorded and wrote with uh, mr paul dredge these bills i wrote by myself we picked it out there that would work um and i gotta put the book up there just right i'll keep the book in my hand um it came from what i do i went down to the piano shop and i picked up a book a sheet music book of bob dylan for the first time now at this stage of my life uh i was really enjoying bob dylan and i'd worked out songs by ear uh quite a bit of what what he was doing the ones i wanted to play and been playing in bands and um paul and i were playing in a piano bar at the time having a lot of fun and suddenly just down the street from where i wrote this song i had to sort of just go straight down the street after playing at the piano bar and find my room which is which chat up the street and there was a t intersection at the end the driveway of the place I, I was living in was at the at the end of that street and then it was a garage i was living in been converted into a bed one bedroom sort of yeah so what <laughs> you'd think it was quite easy to get home or some nights so i made that straight line a bit longer than it probably should have been but hey back in the day we were young and having fun i can tell you that so anyway i bought this bob dylan sheet music book because what i wanted to do was study 
Bob Dylan's writing closely rather than just the audio, I wanted to have a look and see what his melodies looked like in chords because I'm a massive Bob Dylan fan and, and consequently Neil Young, you know, just hand, hand and glove, really. Um, and what happened was immediately I, I looked at the book for half an hour and I sat down and wrote These Bells Blues straight away. Just just was in the mood, I guess. It's sort of something sort of came out of the pages and just really grabbed me as, oh, yeah, I'll never go doing a Bob Dylan sort of song. So have a look at These Bells Blues. I'll, I'll put the link in the um, show notes. And then about looking at this, it was just about five days later, I had another go. Came up with Driving Home Blues. So I wrote the words. That was the way I used to roll back then. I drove home to the sounds of Neil Young. So it might have been one of the nights I dropped Paul off. We used to take turns at picking each other up and uh, getting off down to the old uh, piano bar and uh, having a bit of a, a play and a sing there for a few hours. Nice gig. I was just, just recalled then. There was, there was a night I went down to play solo, and before I went, I really pushed my luck. I went fishing right before uh, down the Manotu River on the other side of town, as it was getting dark, I thought, one more cast, one more cast. I looked at my watch, I'm going to be a bit late here just about. So I threw my rod in the car and raced across town, got in there maybe a minute or two later. But, you know, it was, it was an idyllic time in my life for the most part. Good fun, good solid friendship with Paul. Yeah, I had to be, we were working together five nights a week. And around that, yeah, just finding my way as a youngster and I found myself in this sort of stormyish. Yeah, it came, it crept up on me quite quickly. This relationship, and it was, it was gone fairly quickly as well. But it, I don't know, it took something out of me, and it woke me up a little bit. It was stormy, so I drove home to the sounds of Neil Young. We talked in circles till the time bell rang. Yep, we need to have a chat one of those times. Mm, fair enough. Good to have them sometimes. This one talked in circles. If I can make you feel sweet, I sure can make you sad. Wow, that that's pretty pretty strong for me. I, I was I was feeling like I'd been pushed around a little bit, and I needed to stand up a bit. I think I only have to look at past feelings I've had, and then so observing here, you sum up in one sentence what with me would take weeks. Um, yeah, I was better with my hands on the piano and playing sport than spoken word. I could write stuff down a little obtusely at times, talking straightforward, uh, particularly at that stage with a member of the opposite sex, probably needed to do a bit of work. I sit in dumb silence, and then you turn the other cheek because I'm not communicating. So, yeah, you can quickly see where these words have come from, right? You get the idea, I refuse to turn this over and over in my mind. Well, I am. <laughs> I know I need a lover, not really blind. Yeah, I'm young. I haven't got your speed or your impulsiveness I hesitate to plant a seed and see if love exists. So I was basically, I think I was being given an ultimatum at this time to say, hey, look, is this a happening thing or not? And I, I didn't really know. It was all too quick for me. I was busy fishing and, you know, playing sport and making music and that. It's like, wow, this was, it got fairly intense fairly quickly. There's so much I don't need. And the same with you, I suppose. That's pretty straightforward. But then quite an intimate thing. I'm reminded of you by the scent of my clothes. So I had those words. I'm just putting the oh, books back up on the piano here. Excuse me. So 
as I do. Um, I could probably stop the microphone, turn it off when I do that. But hey, it's all in a bit of a flow, really. I like to keep the flow if I can um, as I'm doing these podcasts, recording these podcast episodes, because the more I keep in the flow, uh, the more interesting stuff seems to come up. Yeah, So I'm not working from a script. Uh, that much is blindingly obvious at times, <laughs> um, and and but but the, the the flip side of being just a little bit looser than it perhaps could be uh, at times is it gets to some really interesting places where uh, when I'm talking and the ideas I think are really interesting um, that wouldn't come up had I not been a little bit loose like that, a little bit playful, yeah. And so here we go. Come back in time with me now to 1991, licking my wounds a little bit, looking at the words, perhaps a little bit soberly. Um, I have a feeling it might have been all over, Red Rover, by then in the space of about five days. <laughs> and um, the aftermath was this. And so I drove home to the sound of Neil Young. And I'm thinking about that Bob Dylan book, so I'm thinking straight away, not many chords. And a, a, yeah, a minor chord. And I had a younger voice then, so I went straight up to that. To that. Come just sort of came just like that, just nice and quickly. Um, that it's not a bad idea to 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 play a, a melody and sing it, just a section of it, particularly that bit where it needs to be quite that quite strong. That bit pitchy, which is yeah, borders on production, but at times um, I think it sort of works. It sort of just pushes things along a little bit. And so as a, as a songwriter, I've got that bit, yeah? Hmm, that, that kind of worked. Okay, I drive home. And what you do is you go over it, yeah? Southern Neil Young, talked in circles till the time the rain. Well, that worked right. So got my pen out and wrote down the chords quickly and just a hint of the melody. melody. And so when I thought I had that, I thought, well, yeah, it's going to go the next part, isn't it? That the whole, I can make you feel swell. I can make you feel sweet. Still can make you sad. Only had to look at his feelings ahead. And I thought, yeah, that, that'll, that'll be good. And then, it's, it's just weird. I, I, have, I have talked about this before, and I'll talk about it again. Um, you, you get a feeling... You can you can hear in advance. I've talked about it being, um, I think I have anyway. Like when you're in the you're in the underground and you're, the train's coming. I don't know if you've been in that situation. And ahead of the train is this air being pushed out of the tunnel. It's kind of weird. You feel this rush of air coming, and then after a little while the train comes through. Well, that rush of air coming, and then just a little while is how it feels, how it happens when sometimes you're sitting there and you can, you can hear this, oh, I can hear that. 
And all I could hear was, I knew that would be right, I didn't know I was going to go to. So, past feelings of hand. Oh, yeah. You sum up in one sentence, but for me it would take weeks. I said, <laughs> in trouble with the English language, aren't I, tonight? I sit in the silence and you turn the other cheek. And that was it. It was such a simple song to write. Um, two things about a simple song. A simple song can can actually say a whole lot. It, it's, um, I was writing a, you know, before I started, I set out to write sort of a Bob Dylan, Neil Young sort of song. And quite often, not always, but quite often those guys can write something really, really simple. And it just says it all, man, you know. And so, so that was the sort of the backdrop, the idea that I was writing a song in the style of. Cause, so that's quite different for me. Um, I don't often go out and do that. But at this particular time, I can tell you with these two songs, that's exactly what I set out to do. And um, I'm pleased I did. It, was, it wasn't like I, um, I'm not sort of admitting to any sort of fraud or burgling or anything like that. But, um, I mean, Bob would be the first person to know Bob. Would, uh, he's been noted to be a bit of a magpie, shall we say. Um, there's a saying, uh, good songs are, are borrowed or something and great songs are stolen. Something like that. You get really um, blatant about it. I'm not sure about that, where that's coming from. I think I, I saw a great or uh, excellent um, summing up of what a great song was years ago. I had, a, I had a piano book called Great Songs of the 70s, and the fellow that I can't quite recall his name. I might actually have the cover. I'll dig it up. Uh, so great songs um, are in a way a word have already been written. They've been handed down and sort of rewritten from sort of old folk songs. And I think there's something about this song. I'm not saying it's great, but I'm saying it does sound like it's come from almost like another age, uh, like it might have been handed down. And, and just maybe I was tuning into something that... Um, songwriters do and uh it feel like consequently um it felt real and 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 it felt like it it had some depth yeah i like the way it stays on that g the second time that I sit and I'm silence Because I'm sitting in silence Letting it hang And then I turn the other cheek And on there I'm playing uh, It's a fourth Notes apart And that could be two voices So it could be two people turning other cheeks I like finding that sort of stuff in the music um, I haven't set out to do that intentionally uh, even in that sit in dumb silence, I didn't mean to do that, but I think it really worked. What were the lyrics in the second one? I'm reminded of you. And again, I think that works there because you can imagine the the singer, the narrator, just, just saying, you can see him sitting there, reminded of you. By the scent of my clothes. And this bit. Wasn't part of the song until tonight. There you go. 
How it went in the past was straight from till the time bell rang. If I could make it right, that tap the feelings I had. You summer. So it was all over in a bit of a jog. And that was one of the things I think that put me off doing anything with the song. So here's the thing. Really recommend, if you're writing songs, here we go, Pete Pascoe speaks. I reckon it's a really good idea, as soon as you can, to record some sort of version of it and get it down. Sure, I was talking to Paul the other day. There is experience, I think that's coming through now, that's, um, you can listen back to a song they've written, and go, oh, yeah, I think I know what that means, what that needs, that sort of thing. Um, a bit like painting a picture. You can look back and think, yeah, I could have done that a bit differently. I, I know what I would do now. So if you've got a bunch of old poems or songs that you think, yeah, maybe not that. Yeah, good. Are they good? Go in, go in there, open them up and have a go at recording because with this, um, in the very process of writing, I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do at the beginning. So that's when I come with that low string idea, that boom. And then that just hanging there. I drive home, etc. And I think it really worked. It needed it needed that sort of atmosphere, I would say, um, sparse in a way, but just that atmosphere. It wasn't the strongest hook in the world, but. Now that I've done it, I'll write that down and I'll remember that. And, and it's, a, it's a really, really good feeling. When you hear that crack with my knee, um, I think it's a really, really good thing. I've got, uh, I, I did record it to a click. Um, Tempo 98, got that written down now. So should I want to, I could actually start there and um, do a finished recording using this. As a matter of fact, that's what I did this week. Had some had a bit of fun uh, with a, a song I featured recently called Gone Too Soon, uh, a few episodes back. Um, Paul mentioned, he thought, oh, it might work for us. So I sent Paul the piano and the vocal click track, and three, three tracks, and he, he sent me back in due course, drums, bass, guitar, and lead guitar. And I, I imported that on Saturday this week and had a listen. Oh, that's really cool. It inspired me. So replayed the piano, put down the Hammond string section um, arrangement and sang it and backing vocals. And it's really coming along. So things can really race along. Here's the thing. In, in, the, in the creative world, um, really it is so much like a river. You know, there, there can be weeks and sort of months sometimes where it feels like nothing much is happening. So you're sitting back in a very slow-moving pool, lying on your back, maybe just, you know, watching the world go by. And all of a sudden, oh, hey, hang on, get some momentum. We're going down the rapids. Whoa. And then back into another pool. That seems to be the way. Um, maybe that's just because creative people work that way. Uh we're playful, I guess, that the word comes in. You know, we're more left brain sort of an, an accountant person. We'd lock on and, and do X amount of writing every day. And look, I think that's a good discipline if you can. But with the caveat that I, I would say you have to be in the mood. I mean, I've, I've said before, I've never ever sat down at the piano and um, thought, right, I must write a song for five hours i mean maybe i should maybe i I don't know but i mean i've written 800 i was disciplined enough to do that um 
Actually, I'm not writing a lot at the moment. I've spent a lot of my time recording podcasts and editing. It's like actually, it's a relatively quick process for me. Um, and doing the art, which I enjoy, and doing the show notes, that's all quick. Uh, do a blog, um, and that's taking me a little while. I need to probably get that a bit through a bit quicker because I, I actually am at the stage now. I have lots of half finished songs and songs that haven't been written in the songbook and that to me that's a bit of a cardinal sin because i like to get i think putting them in a book it kind of not kind of it does uh force me if you like to finish them to the extent where i can write them down and and get the chords so so they're rounded off to a certain extent it's, it's a lot more finished than yeah, oh, I just got this floaty idea for a song. What was that? Oh, that was 1985. I've got no idea what that is now. Whereas if they're in the, in the songbook, it means, okay, they've been finished to a certain degree, which Driving Home Blues had. And it was just waiting, sure, for a, a little more sort of finishing. I was just thinking about the, the chorus, as it were, that... thought it was quite strong i like the way that sort of came together um looking at driving home blues now as a song it, it's stronger than i thought it was and um, i'm pleased to wrote it and i'm really looking forward to recording a version of it now sometime on some sort of album somewhere i've got five on the go at the moment which is a bit ridiculous they've been on the go for a while and again i'm very close to finishing a couple so I've made a, made a plan for tomorrow. While I'm doing some painting, I'm going to put on a piano album that I've recorded and listen back to the track. So it's a really good idea. Yeah, listen back to what you've got. Actually, um, I'll listen back to Driving Home Blues again after this and just sort of see if there's anything else I can add. Sure there is. <laughs> I was just thinking, I thought I might share something with you, uh, good people. In my blog, um, I... I, I, I Talk about uplifting stuff because I, I read this week there was a there was a cool thing. Um, I wasn't actually going to say this; just popped into my mind now, so I will say it. Um, yeah, sort of things that you could sort of be how you could make a difference, whatever. One was how how you act when you're with children, you know, help them along that sort of thing. Um, if you uplift other people and you leave a small footprint on the world. Those are sorts of things you'd be remembered for. And I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was something that everyone could aim for. You know, you know looking after kids, encouraging them, and that. that's a big, big, big thing. Um, uplifting others, sure, and a small footprint on the earth. So le- leaving a, a legacy, I think, in a way, which is, is, is a positive thing. Um, it sort of hit me right between the eyes because... Uh, I read it in between teaching piano students, really young ones, and it was really good. I was like, ah, oh, okay, yeah. I, I realise it's great to be passing on an art. It's a lot of energy, yeah. And um, in terms of uplifting others, hopefully this. Well, I've got some really had some really nice, lovely feedback regarding this podcast, and I'm glad it appears to be hitting the mark and and um, being enjoyed in that. And that, that's that's. My wish is that it's entertaining and, sure, uh, hopefully informative and interesting and all of the above. 
And as for a small footprint, well, yeah, it's not like I'm racing around the place in a Concord or anything at the moment. <laughs> and um, along the way, along the creative way, look, it, it, it isn't all barren skittles at times. It can be really hard. Like, you know, I, was, I, go, I was lying in the lounge on the floor this morning in a bit of a fetal ball, just thinking about everything that I needed to get done and one of the things that was holding me back was I hadn't done the um, the family finances the night before I normally do there was some one day cricket on which I was watching and and I was tired and it all just seems a bit much so look I just wanted to say that just in case you're wondering yeah yeah you have your ups and downs I have my ups and downs of course but for the most part uh, I think because of the songwriting and the painting and the absolute joy that that brings into my life again and again because you know i get to sit down and play driving home blues whenever i want uh whatever songs are the 800 and write songs and you know paint it's pretty idyllic isn't it i realize i'm very lucky and uh also talking to paul this week that idea of just constantly it's helped me this week taking moments just constant moments say be really grateful i'm really grateful for the good things that are going on in life there's all kinds of other stuff man i picked up a paper again this week what are you there for one of my mates at the market had read here want to read the paper peter well i don't think my iq improved at the end by the by the end of it and my mood certainly didn't improve wow well i don't know Yes, there's all sorts of stuff going on in the world, but I think the thing is, focusing on the good stuff, people. I really think that's the case. And if you are having a heavy time, putting it down in a diary, once you've done that, turning it into a piece of art. Because then maybe someone else who's feeling some stuff like this can it might resonate with them and, and help them get some feeling out. I think that can happen with a, a song like Driving Home Blues. Okay, we've reached the half hour mark. Hope you've heard, uh, enjoyed hearing a little bit about Driving Home Blues. I enjoyed singing and playing it again, and I hope you've enjoyed listening to some new music. Alright, I'll, I'll put my uh, blog website in the show notes again i think just in case you're new here want to find a bit more out about my music and art i'd love you to have a look i have so many songs uh written and uh, a dozen albums out with the pool dredge and the patient hum band and solo and piano solo all sorts of stuff and as i say five more on the go right now and plenty more coming up it's a creative world and it's it's a joy all right i'm gonna leave it there this is pete pascoe signing out Bye-bye. I drive home till the sound of Neil Young. We talked in circles till the time bell rang. If I can make you feel sweet, I sure can make you sad. I only have